Hey, Amanda. Good evening. You know what? I'm going to get started because uh, I uh, I just want to do a quickie like this because uh, I want to make a record that my prediction is that Trump is going to beat Jack Smith. And uh, so let me just get started. Uh, it's, uh, it's different from what I usually do. Uh, no news update, nothing. Just just about this case so i am going to first of all is this there is this youtube channel called the madas touch m-e-i-d-a-s-t-o-u-c-h this is a very popular channel uh it has about 1.3 million viewers uh subscribers so but i think this channel is probably the best lawfare channel when i say lawfare meaning that all these uh hosts of this uh, channel all their job is to use law to go after political enemies of course these are the folks on the left all they talk about is uh, trump and the republicans and how bad they are and uh, in their opinion all of these gops they should be in jail <laughs> including trump of course and I like it only because, not because they are right, but because they showcase the problems in this country. Law is a tool for, for, for political games, period. All right. So recently, again, these people, all these people, by the way, these people are all lawyers. They are all formerly government prosecutors. <laughs> they literally locked up many, many people unjustifiably <laughs> but guess what they're popular because uh you know i'm pretty sure a lot of a trump hating fo uh, folks will will, will 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 be fascinated by every contents they put it up uh regardless you know what they're actually legally sound or not uh, by the way these are state prosecutors these are Federal prosecutors, again, if you hate Trump, if you hate GOP, if you want to get your political dosage every day, this Midas Touch channel is probably one of the best. You must subscribe. But today, of course, I'm going to play one of the recent videos and I'll just tell you guys how wrong they are, this channel. And I believe actually Trump has a very good chance to beat Jack Smith plain and simple most likely will be done in the u.s supreme court so just a prediction okay so i can be wrong but hey i i'm willing to uh uh to, to give a shot one of the example about this uh, channel midas touch and the, the extreme political bias is that the only time they talk about hunter biden <laughs> Is this if you Google their name Midas M E I D A S touch T O U C H one word you 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 search that you search the word Hunter Biden all you got is this on May the nineteenth they posted a a video by the title of this the Midas the title of it is called Hunter Biden Delivers, all caps, delivers an aggressive, all caps, aggressive blow to Republicans in federal court. So what it is is that 
I think、uh, Hunter Biden is suing the computer repairman who provided the、uh, the hard drive to Giuliani to a whole bunch of other people. Long story short, we all know Hunter Biden is a known drug user, a frequent prostitution visitor, whatever you call him. He owes taxes. He owes serious taxes. He is、uh, he's probably not like a Paul Manafort, but he makes millions of millions of dollars, and he failed to pay taxes. This guy is a very shitty human being, despite his last name. Even with those known facts, these lawyers on this channel might as touch. All the white liberals. Oh, by the way, there's no blacks. <laughs> That's why I call these are white liberals. Okay, these are white liberals. They will not accept the fact that Hunter Biden has a serious legal issues. Only thing they do is this video clip called the Hunter Biden delivers an aggressive blow to Republicans in federal court. Who cares whether it's a Republican or not? You owe huge amount of taxes. You're usually going to be in trouble. Period. Okay, so so that's how biased they are. But guess what? That's okay. At least they follow all the legal news. After they broadcast this clip, I said bingo, they are so wrong. So let me play this video clip. It's about 13 minutes. It's all uh, uh, the title of this.、Uh, Video is called、uh, "Trump's Lawyer Doubles Down on Crimes During Live Interview." Okay, so I will just let this、uh, lawyer, podcaster, YouTuber by the name of I think a Ben Masalas M E I S E L A S Ben Masalas. I'll let him to speak for himself. And Micellus from the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump's lawyers continue to further incriminate him on live TV.、Uh, just last night, Jim Trusty, one of Donald Trump's lead lawyers, went on CNN and basically just said Donald Trump did it. That Donald Trump took the documents. And according to Jim Trusty, even though this is not the law, in fact, it is a violation of the law. Jim Trusty said, as soon as Donald Trump takes. It it automatically declassifies the records under the Presidential Records Act. That is simply not true. So, Jim Trusty. Okay, I want you to I want you to remember what he said. Jim Trusty has said, as a president, the Trump can take whatever classified document upon his taking of the classified document. Those. Classified document are automatically declassified. Now you may ag not agree with this, but I want you want you to point it out. I'm going to have a pretty detailed discussion that why this guy Jim Trusty may have a point. The Supreme Court may say so, and why I will explain to you late later. Okay, so let's continue to listen to Ben Masalas. After news broke that in July of 2021, Donald Trump held a meeting at Bedminster, not at Mar-a-Lago, at his golf club, Bedminster in New Jersey, and he met with two individuals who were writing the autobiography. They were ghostwriting it for Mark Meadows, and part of the conversation turned to how Donald Trump felt about Mark Milley, General. 
Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Um, and around that time, an article was just published uh, in the New Yorker, uh, and it quoted Mark Milley as basically saying that he took all of these steps to try to avoid Donald Trump from putting America into all of these wars and from being completely reckless with our nuclear weapons and um, destroying our allies and how Mark Milley uh, worked to put a stop to that. Donald Trump was uh, very embarrassed by that. So Trump told these individuals ghostwriting Mark Meadows' autobiography that he held classified materials that showed Mark Milley was not telling the truth. And he was apparently holding those classified materials and trying to show these individuals that he had these classified materials. Um, he stated to them, this current moment, these records are classified, so I can't show them to you. But if you only knew what was right before me, you would know that Mark Milley was not telling the truth. We also learn from this very good reporting by CNN, I should add, that uh, Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has also been cooperating with special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump. So after that news broke, oh, and I should add one more thing. Can't bury the lead here. All of that was on a recording. Yes, Donald Trump had multiple aides in the room, and one of his aides, Margot Martin, who uh, used to work at the White House, and then she became a personal aide to Donald Trump after he finished disgracing us in the uh, White House. This is Margot Martin right there. She was recording this. So she had uh, this recorded. I think it was on her laptop. So that's how special counsel Jack Smith uh, through his discovery process by issuing subpoenas ultimately found uh, these recordings where Donald Trump was bragging about having classified records uh, to try to attack the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley. Um, it's about a two-minute recording in a longer tape, according to the report. But this was recorded by Donald Trump's aide. It wasn't like even secretly recorded. Like Donald Trump's aide recorded this. Special counsel Jack Smith just through great investigative work, managed to find this recording. So with that as background, this is Jim Trusty on CNN. Abby Phillip, who, by the way, did a very, very good job in this interview, she asks, so why would Trump have a document that seems to pertain to military plans? Play this clip. Why would former President Trump have a document that uh, seems to pertain to military plans regarding a very significant U.S. adversary, have them in his possession and be discussing them with people who don't have an appropriate clearance, whether he declassified them or not. Why would he do that? You know, what's really fascinating about the leak is DOJ is trying to justify this persecution of the current administration's leading opposition by saying, oh, my God, he had these sensitive materials that he shouldn't have had. And then they leak to you guys vivid details of a document that they say is classified. Now, I want to uh, stress this, okay? Uh, by the way, Jane Trusty, uh, I actually talked to Jane Trusty twice in around 2017. I know he's a very good lawyer. He spent about 27 years in DOG, in the criminal division. And I like him for the reasons this. Uh, uh, Stephen Colbert used to have a 
lawyer on his show. I forgot his name, but he's always that that lawyer somehow his name is Trusty. So so this guy Jim Trusty, his last name is Trusty. I find out to be hilarious. And the second is that he usually show up on the, the Dana Perino's show, uh, talking about legal cases. So I did. He was in the organized crime division of the DOJ, if I remember correctly. And I think I had a conversation twice with him. And uh, so remember, Jim has just said, what is uh, CNN uh, is talking about is a leak by DOJ. Remember, everything done right now should be in Jack Smith's office, meaning it's an independent prosecutor's office. There should be a cone, a cone of silence. There should be a, some, some, sometimes called the Chinese firewall between the DOJ and the independent prosecutor. But guess what? <laughs> what he's saying is that all this information that uh, Ben Masalis is so excited about is actually a leak, which by itself is a le- illegal. It's a crime all by itself. But that's okay. Uh, as we all know, Russia Gates probably has the most leaks of any criminal cases. Now we have the Doran report coming out. Even the CNN's Jay Tapper saying Trump is probably exonerated by the Doran report. So, but remember, if you go back to 2017, the Russia Gates investigation has so many, many leaks in New York Times, Washington Post. I believe when prosecutors, when the government leak these confidential information, it shows the weakness of the case not the strength of the case. Okay, so let's continue to listen. To be fair, these are not vivid. These are not vivid. To be fair, this is these are not vivid details of the document. Trump is on the video describing the contents of this document to people, biographers of his former chief of staff. So he's the one doing the describing. You just did a piece with Caitlin that basically vouched for saying these are the details we're hearing, whether it's his description or actually seeing the document. What I'm telling you is I'm not trying the case in the media. I'm not going to sit here and address the document as if it's right or if that audio tape exists or as if it's not something that's really wrong. It's This is persecutorial justice. I've been around DOJ for 27 years. I've never seen a leak campaign like this. Where any document. And notice what uh, Jim Trusty, there he goes. You know what's really fascinating about the leak? So Donald Trump's lawyer, Jim Trusty, in this interview, he's focused on the leak, the leak, Donald Trump's own personal aide, Margot Martin, is the source of this. She was the one who recorded this. Trump's aide recorded Donald Trump. But notice their focus is on the leak. Whether you're looking to hear about the latest on the right post time situation, it does that he says he's saying this play the clip these tapes would indicate that former president trump knew that the documents that he had were classified it, does that not make uh his statements about blanket declassification and some statements by his representatives wouldn't that make those lies yeah, i'm not going to dignify the doj leak what i will tell you is this it, when you are, but this I mean, is, this is addressing like you. Just your, don't want oh, to address the substance. Well, it also be nice yeah. if you let me answer. So let me just try to answer because I am trying to be responsive. But I'm not going to bite on a leak campaign and try the case in the media. What I will tell you is, 
There is no doubt that as commander in chief, and when the president left Washington, D.C. for Mar-a-Lago, he was actually still president. When he left for Mar-a-Lago with boxes of documents that other people packed for him that he brought, he was the commander in chief. There is no doubt that he has the constitutional authority as commander in chief to declassify. It does not have to go through some sort of bureaucratic process to be declassified. So- okay, guys, so I want you guys to hear this extremely carefully. In the past, Trump, of course, has his own stupid way to say things. He, Trump has alleged that just by having a thought in his mind to declassify, the documents are declassified. That is nonsense, okay? But what Jim Trusty here saying here is actually exactly what I have expected back when the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago. Back in August or July of last year, when the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago, I had an episode. If, if you go, you can go back and listen to that. I have said, the DOJ, Mary Garland, has handed Donald Trump in a gold, golden plate an opportunity to come back as the president of the United States. At that time, I already have a theory. I never said it because I think it's premature. I'm extremely happy that now Jim Trusty is bringing it up. He's basically as the commander in chief, as the supreme commander of all national defense, every single thing. His question is this, does Donald Trump as the president, the supreme commander, has the authority to take whatever he wants? And, and that act to be treated as a declassification. I believe Jim Trusty has a very strong argument there. I had that thought way back in August, but I never say it, but I'm glad he now is Donald Trump's uh, lawyer and he has said so in, in the news. I believe in at the worst scenario, this will go to the U.S. Supreme Court. And I actually have a similar case. I'm going to explain to you why the U.S. Supreme Court will likely consider how themselves, how they consider themselves as the supreme justice. Remember, Supreme Court, the justice consider themselves as supremes, right? Donald Trump is also the supreme in the executive branch. So it will be, in my opinion, interesting to the U.S. Supreme Court to say, guess what? Being the president, meaning he is the supreme commander of every single military, confidential, classified government documents, period. And he need not to go through a bureaucratic process to get any approval, either from the courts or from the legislative branch, because he is in charge of the executive branch of the government. Deal with it. So I'm so glad Jim Trust is now saying that. And he point to the fact that all the leaking is just bad. In my opinion, all the leaking is to show the weakness of the case. Okay, so now let's continue to listen. Oh, by the way, Ben Masalas, all these... Uh, Bozos, in my opinion, bozo lawyers, political lawyers, they cannot con- contain themselves <laughs> when they heard these kind of leaks. They really think now they can win the case. I was like, when? Where? Not yet. It's not over. 
So let's continue to hear what uh, this uh, uh, clip is saying. Proves that he just de- to declassify. It does not have to go through some sort of bureaucratic process to be declassified. But so- wouldn't it be very easy to simply prove that he just declassified them? Because even though he doesn't have to go through a process, he does have to decide that it's been done. Did sure. he tell anyone? Yes. And, yeah. and can you prove it? Sure, but we're not so going to try. Did he declassify this document that we're referring to? We're, we're not going to try the case leak by leak. What I in this next clip, Donald Trump's lawyer Jim Trusty just lies, and he says that Obama in 2018 wrote a letter to NARA saying we have thousands of classified documents. And Abby Phillips does a great job here. Fact checks him and says no, that's just a lie. That's not what happened. Play this clip. Records. Presidential records. See, here's the thing. What we've built into the system is there are years of conversation, typically years of conversation, about whether or not certain documents are personal or presidential, okay? Obama, 2018, wrote a letter. His foundation wrote a letter to NARA saying, we have thousands of classified documents. We'll get them to you eventually. But that's the key not, is, that is not what happened. Oh, sure the, it is. I'll the, show you the letter. NARA, NARA retained control over no, all of Nara, those Nara documents. Announced, you, Nara, announced. NARA retained control over all of those documents that you're describing, including the facilities that they were kept in. No. That's been, that's been no, fact-checked. No, NARA, has given an official, NARA has given an official politicized statement saying we had legal custody. They, they didn't have physical custody. They, they control the facility why, that why the documents the, were in. Why would the Obama Foundation I wanna, write a letter. Well, let me finish. Look, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get bogged down in. So I want to just chime in a little bit. I mean, I do like Abby. Uh, this guy. Uh, this girl, Abby. Uh, I, I forgot her. Uh, Abby Phillips. I do like her, but here is once again, it's a typical mainstream media's dirty tricks. Is that not to have the interviewees to finish the question? So, and, and, and actually what they just went back and forth, in my opinion, later on, I'm going to explain is actually doesn't even matter whether the NARA has wrote a letter, whether Obama had wrote it. It does not matter. If someone is a supreme commander of the entire executive branch, military included, a plan, a nuclear attack plan against Iran, China, whatever, you are the supreme commander. Do you have the rights? Do you have an automatic authority to declassify, to take whatever? Now, having said that, it might be nice if you just share a copy with the National Archive. And of course, no doubt about that. But the key question is this. As a supreme commander of the entire executive branch, military included, does that person has the supremacy rights, authority to pretty much whatever he wants to, unless he is selling the document to an enemy nation, right? And all that. So, sorry, Stupi, I just saw you. Go ahead, Stupi. Oops. <laughs> okay, it's a butt dial. All right, whatever. So, okay, so let me continue to play this clip. 
I don't want I mean, the facility why, that why the would the, were in. Why would the Obama Foundation wanna, write a letter? Well, let me finish. Look, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get bogged down in other details, in right. other presidents. I'm talking but about. But you've your, just misstated something. I want to fix. Can I'm, I just I'm fix it real quick? I'm talking about your client here. I'm talking, I'm talking about, about your client, and here. I'm talking about You're dual making, systems of justice. Here is Jim Trustee with uh, Caitlin Collins. Um, and he's asked, uh, if this was declassified, then why are we told that Trump is on the tape telling people that they're classified and he can't show them? Play this clip. Ask about something you just said to Abby, which was you referenced the fact that Trump was still president when he left office. He left Washington, I think he had about an hour left in his presidency. Are you saying that it was in that hour that he declassified the documents that were taken with him? No, your, your timing is a little bit off. He, he landed in Mar-a-Lago and was at his residence while still president. It was a little bit after that that Biden was sworn in. So he, he had the absolute authority to take every one of those documents, any document he wants, with him when he left the White House. What happens throughout history, through modern history, is that if you take documents and archives thinks they're entitled to it, they start negotiating. And that's what he did. He was telling them things like, hey, just ask if you want anything more. He gave them 15 boxes in January of 2022. Well, after some back and forth. But just to be clear, you're making the argument right now that by the time he was on the ground in Florida, after he left Washington, that that is when he declassified all of these documents that he took with him. No, no, no. I'm saying that documents he brought with him are effectively declassified and personalized under the Presidential Record Act. We're talking about constitutional authority under the Constitution to declassify. If he wants to take stuff with him and say, anything I take with me is declassified, if he wants to take stuff and say, anything I read at night is declassified, that was absolutely his right as president. And the, personal, the Presidential Records Act makes it clear that we don't even care about classified information. It is a statutory scheme but if this that was deals with presidential or personal only. Jim, if this was declassified, then why... Are we told that he's on this tape basically telling the people in the room that he can't share it with them? You are told by DOJ or FBI or whoever filtered that to you anything they can think of to justify no, like a persecution. Jim, so, no, Caitlin, I'm telling you, this is they had rumors out yesterday. There's going to be one every day. They had rumors out yesterday. So notice what Jim Trustee is doing here, right? I mean, Jim Trustee, everything he's saying here, um, I don't know, he's trying to, I guess, you know, win in front of the media. Um, he's admitting to the crimes. There's no such thing as someone can take documents and automatically declassify them. A federal judge would laugh you out of the courtroom before remanding you immediately. Well, remember, this, this guy is now lying, this Ben Marcellus. A federal judge will look at someone taking a classified document unless that person is the president of the United States. It's called the separation of power. In other words, if a, a little peon in the federal government takes some classified information home, that is a crime because he or she's a little peon. He's nobody. She's nobody. A federal judge will say you broke the law because you cannot take classified document home. But if it's the president of the United States, it's the head of the executive branch, and he did that, you think you know a reasonable judge will say, "Wow, I'm going to put you in jail, Mr. President." I doubt it.
I doubt it. But he is very assured. Like I said, this channel called the Midas Touch, these are a whole bunch of white liberal. It just happened. There's no black attorneys in this channel. They are all white. They are all white. And they're doing exactly the judicial white privilege shit that I talk about. They just twist the words of the law and for their political purposes. Okay? So let me continue. Argument. Just total and, and utter lies. I, I, they realize, Donald Trump's lawyers, they don't have to do these interviews, right? Like, they're not being forced. They also have the right to remain silent. Perhaps they should take the advice they should be giving their client, but only the best, right? I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe, Ron Roy. Okay, so the video ends here. I want to say a few things because I always want to compare Donald Trump's Malalago case with the Uhuru case, Chairman Yashitala's case. Okay, Chairman Yashitala's case, uh, he has been advised by his lawyer saying, do not make more public statements. And uh, be careful that whatever you say in media, in mainstream media, will be used against you potentially. So, 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 in my opinion, sometimes, sometimes, remain remaining silence is actually a silent is a bad thing. You actually want to come out to attack the credibility of the government. Okay, so I don't doubt about, uh, you know, I'm not going to take this guy's, after all, we're dealing with Trump here. We're not dealing with some regular guy. So that in a nutshell of, of this video clip. So, so now I'm going to tell you why actually Trump has a very strong case, as Jane Trusty has said. First, let me share with you a story. Remember J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover illegally investigated and surveilled a lot of people, including senators and federal judges. Okay? In this book uh, called the uh, FBI, The Enemies, uh, The History, oh, sorry, Enemies, The History of FBI. I forgot the author's name. It's, it's a great book. It's called The Enemies, The History of the FBI. In that book, it says, J. Edgar Hoover, almost as a routine, he will burn FBI documents. What are those documents? Those documents are likely the investigative product of the FBI agent instructed by Edgar Hoover on political enemies. Co-Intel Pro is one portion. J. Edgar Hoover investigated judges and senators and lawmakers. J. Edgar Hoover has a, a uh, has a rule. I shouldn't say principle. Has a rule. As long as he is not going to use the material to press charges against the person, he is allowed to to surveil that person whatever he wants. That's J. Edgar Hoover's rule, and he has a routine to burn those documents. So you ask yourself, is, is J. Edgar Hoover breaking a law when he burned those documents, FBI documents? 
Now, if J. Edgar Hoover have destroyed FBI documents, ask yourself, have a James Comey ever destroyed the FBI documents in his possession? You may you may grab him. I ask him why these people can burn the documents because they somehow believe they they own those documents. They don't belong to the people. They don't belong to the courts. They don't belong to the National Archive. So just remember this: J. Edward burns tons of FBI documents because he got investigative files on a lot of people, not just MLK, not just you no know, civil rights leaders, but senators, judges, anyone who he disagree with. It's under that rule. He said, as long as he's not going to use those material to press charges in the court of law, he would surveil whoever he he wants he he want he want he wants to survey, surveil. So James Comey could do the same thing. Okay, so who got to tell investigate James Comey? Say, hey, have you ever destroyed any FBI documents? Have you ever taken? Classified documents from the FBI. We all—I mean, just think of yourself. You—you you all go to work. You have documents from work. Sometimes you may bring those documents home, especially you have a—you have a laptop, right? Sometimes you actually delete files on your work laptop. Now, is that a crime of destroying a document, especially if you work for the doc—the、uh, government? So, so there is a. Relationship between you and that document, or the head of an agency with the agency's document. In this case, there is a relationship between the supreme commander, that is the president, and all the documents he handle. Okay, so rules and laws, which is does not apply to someone who are supreme. You have heard a lot of a Supreme Court violate、uh, the、uh, Justice Clarence Thomas violation of ethics rules. Guess what? There's no ethics rule for the U.S. Supreme Court. There are ethics rules for state courts. There's ethics rules for lower courts in federal court system. The fed, the district court, they will have their ethics. The appellate court, I'm pretty sure, have their ethics, but it does not apply to the U.S. Supreme Court. Why? Because they are the Supremes. The rules and laws does not apply、uh, apply to the highest court, because it's the highest court. The recusal statute only apply to the district court judge judges and probably appellate court judges, not the U.S. Supreme Court. You will see no lawyer to file a motion for recusal. From a U.S. Supreme Court justice. Okay, so so that keep that in mind. Keep keep that in mind first. So, so now let's talk about Trump. Now Trump is not J. Edgar Hoover. Trump is not James Comey. Trump is way above all of them. Trump is not Hillary Clinton, the Secretary of State. Trump is the president. At the time, the supreme commander, 
the high, the uh, the top one person in the executive branch. Remember separation of powers in this country. Okay, remember John Roberts, Chief Justice, already came out and say it's useless. It's a violation of a separation of power if Congress ever try to pass a law requiring the Supreme Court justices to. To, 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 to follow some ethics rules. By the same token, you will be extremely unusual for the courts, the Supreme Court, to require the president, the supreme leader, the supreme commander of the entire executive branch to follow certain bureaucratic procedure or certain statute before he can take a classified document home or declassify that document. It will be a separation of power issue here. Okay? So, here comes another example. Oh, oh by the way, you know, once again, these are Midas touch. If they cover both sides of the story, I think they can be even more popular, but they don't. Okay? There is a good, uh, uh, good piece of news for, uh, not good piece of news. There is a worthy news from Hunter Biden's situation. Hunter Biden's lawyer, remember, these are all very high priced Washington DC lawyers. They all do know what they're doing. Hunter Biden's lawyer has met with the DOJ in Wilmington, Delaware, saying that they are going to appeal Hunter Biden's gun application violation charges to the, all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. If the DOJ press charges against Hunter Biden's lying on the gun application, they are going to raise so-called second amendment claims with the U.S. Supreme Court, alleging that Hunter Biden, despite of being a cocaine user, among other shitty stuff, he is still entitled under the second amendment to purchase a gun. By the way, this is against what Hunter Biden's father has been advocating. Okay? Hunter Biden's father, Joe Biden, is willing to take any guns away if you just have a little infraction with the law. Okay, that actually is a good piece of news, meaning that these people, these highly priced lawyers, they actually know what they're doing. They're trying to negotiate with the DOJ, say, hey, if you do this, we're going to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Don't embarrass yourself. So by the same token, what James Trustee is telling the CNN, Abby Phillips, is what he truly believes. He truly believes he will have a case in front of the U.S. Supreme Court saying as the supreme commander Power. of the executive branch of the United States, the president, not just Donald Trump, do have the authority to take pretty much whatever he wants. Okay? So that's why I actually believe now I'm so glad Jim Trusty is saying that. I believe this it will be the route. What does that mean? He sends a signal to Jack Smith. Don't even bother to charge him for possession of a classified document. It will be appealed to the Supreme Court. Remember, back in August of last year, after the Mala Lago search, I have said in my show, 
it is out of the tremendous stupidity on the part of Mary Garland, who was a judge, a appellate court judge, to actually press a, a list of so-called espionage offenses in a search warrant. It's not possible for any reasonable person that Trump, who, whose net worth probably is cl close to what? One billion dollars? It's impossible for him to, to any reasonable person to convict Trump for trying to sell some classified document to a foreign a nation. Period. So what, don't even bother to write espionage offenses on that search warrant. Now what James Trustee is saying is this. Not even that espionage offense is not going to stand. Your classified document offenses is not going to stand either. Okay? Which I don't think is a bad thing. I had, I had that feeling way back in August. So now I will tell you why. I have said I was searched by the FBI. I have a lawyer friend. My lawyer friend told me I should talk to FBI. I said, no, I'm not going to talk to them. I did not commit any crime. They can press charges. And I think they're, they're going to fail. That law actually, uh, so, so that's, that's happened in 2019, right before Thanksgiving. In 20, uh, of course, my lawyer friend disagreed with me. He said, I should be willing to talk to the FBI. I said, no, I'm not going to do that because uh, I know so many, uh, Chinese, uh, people, uh, when they got investigated, they will later be charged for lying to FBI without committing any other crimes. They charge you for lying to FBI. I said, go fuck themselves. I don't, I'm not going to talk to them. So fast forward a year and a half later in the, in, in, uh, let me just make sure I'm saying it correctly. June 4th, 2021, which is exactly, uh, what, two years ago. My lawyer friend called me. He said, Peter, I think the government have no case against you because the U.S. Supreme Court just issued a ruling. He said, I read that ruling, the FBI have no case against you. Okay, I will tell you quickly what this ruling is. It's called the Van Buren versus the United States. I'm going to quickly read the story. Nathan Van Buren, a former police sergeant, ran a license plate search in a law enforcement computer database in exchange for money. So this cop is short on cash. A guy came up to him. I think this guy is a pimp. So this guy say, hey, I need you to check on this person's license plate. This person is a hooker, a prostitute, like a Stormy Daniel. I want to make sure this hooker is not a undercover cop. So Nathan Van Buren, a police sergeant, ran that license plate at his work computer, law enforcement computer, in exchange for money. He got paid $6,000. The f It turns out it is also an FBI sting operation. So he got caught by the FBI. The FBI charged him with one of the charges is called the computer fraud 
and the Abuse Act of 1986, called the CFAA. That law is one of the statutes, one of the two statutes that FBI rely on to search my residence. This cop, Van Buren, got convicted on the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. He appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. In the decision of a 6 to 3, the U.S. Supreme Court says, agreed with Van Buren, saying he did not violate that he did not violate this computer fraud act. The reason is very simple. This police officer, by the nature of his job, is authorized to access the computer. He needed not to commit a computer fraud to access those computers. He did, of course, violate the law of getting money to do something that are uh, totally unrelated to his law enforcement work. Okay, so in this case, actually, it's very interesting is this. You will think, oh, it must be all the conservative justice sided with the one side. No, it's not. I'll just, I, I'm, so basically because of this, this decision, my lawyer friend called me and said, Peter, they don't have a case against you whatsoever. Okay, so in this case, I will tell you, the, it's the, it's the, it's the three Trump appointed conservative appointees. Barrett, Kavanaugh, uh, New Gorsuch, all three of them joined the three liberal justices, three plus three, in favor of the cop. The other uh, three uh, justices, conservative ones, Alito, Roberts, Thomas, they all sided with the government. Okay, remember, three Trump appointed justices sided with the cop saying, no, what this cop did is wrong, is illegal, but that's not a computer fraud because he already have access to the computer, the database, that it comes with his job. Now, let's flip to the Trump situation. Does Trump have to commit a crime to grab those classified documents? No. Similar to the cop. Those top secret documents, including the national defense information document, they are entirely accessible to Trump simply because of his job title. He need not to commit a crime to take them. Right? So remember this uh, Van Buren versus United States. You can, if you're interested, go ahead. Out of a six conservative justice, three Trump appointees sided with the cop, saying, "Let's be real here. He already have access to that computer database. He need not to commit a computer fraud to take those information. He did commit a crime to do that for six thousand dollars." 
In other words, if you find out Trump possesses those documents and he's trying to sell it for some money, yeah, of course, Trump can be charged. But right now, they have to try extremely hard. You know, we all know the Trump's personality. He acts like a child and all that. But you have to say he has a criminal intent to possess and taking those classified documents. Otherwise, he's entitled to those. He literally can say, I want to copy every single pages of classified document. I take with me to Malalago. He can do that while he's the president. At least that's the argument James Trusty brought up. And I believe he is clearly telling the Jack Smith, if we do that, we go to the U.S. Supreme Court. This Van Buren versus USA is a good case for them to think about. And I actually believe that Jack Smith and the DOJ knows this. That's why they leaked the document, because they know their case is kind of getting weak, weaker and weaker. Of course, I've said in my past episode, they actually have a tremendous political pressure to press charges against Trump. You know why? Because all the... Uh, Alvin Bratt is a black prosecutor. That uh, Atlanta uh, County prosecutor is also a black woman. You have another one I forgot. Oh, uh, Letitia James, New York State prosecutor, is going after Trump for the fraud, I think. All three of them are black prosecutors. <laughs> you cannot have a white prosecutor deciding not to prosecute Trump. He th- so he has to go. <laughs> so the whole thing is going to be hilarious. The whole thing is going to be hilarious. All right. So, so, so that's that. So to me is this. As a president, you, uh, any person, you cannot unsee what you have already seen. Once Trump has four years as a supreme commander of the entire executive branch, you cannot say, okay, Trump, you now must forget everything, all the confidential stuff you have seen. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. You have to say Trump have a specific criminal intent to possess those classified documents. Including the, the, some kind of a nuclear attack plan against Iran. Whatever it is. You have to come up with something before you can charge him. So, so that in a nutshell, what is what I'm trying to say? Despite the fact that I hate Trump passionately, but I think the government does not have a case. Jack Smith, no matter how, how media portray you as a fantastic or whatever, you probably is not going to get what you want to get from Trump. So that in a nutshell is the quickie I want to do today. And uh, let me see any uh, any comments in the, in the chat room. <coughs> Has anyone seen Hunter's leaked picture collection? No, I have not. But all I know is they are pretty sh- pretty shitty. Yeah, okay, Lysol says the DOJ only pursue cases he can definitely win. While some sometimes they, they did lose. Like I said, this is Van Buren 
versus the USA, it is a FBI sting operation. Okay, they got him. I'm not saying this guy is not a criminal. He received the six thousand dollars to rent a license plate of a prostitute just to make sure this prostitute is not an undercover police officer. Of course, he's doing it from some criminals. So he he got. Yeah, Subi, you're right. I mean, I saw some videos, just a one, like a two seconds. I said, it's bad. Well, Hunter Biden did. It's bad. And, and guess what? That Midas Touch YouTube channel, they don't talk about it at all. There used to be a calling host. Her name is Amy Van, Vanderpool. Her mother is a judge in Nevada. Amy herself is a lawyer. I once called in her room and say, "Hey, what do you think about Hunter Biden's case?" And this is what her, uh, this is her response. He said, "But Peter, Hunter Biden did not violate any law." <laughs> that that's what her response is. So 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 yeah, of course the DOJ of at least lost one. One one count in that the computer fraud case in Van Buren versus USA. Uh, correct. <laughs> he has not been charged with anything yet. <laughs> Philip said he he destroyed evidence of eating a coworker sandwiches. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to read uh, what uh, Justice. Uh, Amy uh, 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 Barrett, she wrote this. Uh, w w she sided with the Van Buren in that uh, uh, in that case. I think uh, she wrote this, which I believe is very important. Uh, okay, uh, I'm just reading this from right writers uh, writers news. Okay, Barrett noted in the ruling that. An over overly broad view of the law would penalize commonplace computer uh, computer activities, such as an employee sending a personal email or checking sports scores on a work device. If the law criminalizes every violation of a computer use policy. Then millions of other law-abiding citizens are criminals," Barrett wrote. That makes sense to me. Uh, you're correct, Zach. Tim Weiner is that book called "The Enemies: The History of FBI." Fantastic book. Just, like I said, the J. Edgar Hoover burned tons of documents of the FBI. Now, I'm not saying he is allowed to do that because he's not the president. But he's burning his work product, right? So back to this Barrett, he's, he's just saying, if you criminalize this thing, that every workers who are authorized to use computer in general will be considered criminals because they misuse work computer. I do that all the time, I tell you that. It's probably a good reason for me to fight to be fired, but it's not a good reason for me to be prosecuted. 
<laughs> Phil, you see, a uh, man with a hammer only sees only whites. No, that's not the case. I actually will be very critical of a. Uh, 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 by the way, remember, Phil, I was victimized in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis, Tennessee. It's a all black town. Okay, I'm still looking for the response from the Memphis Police Department. What they're doing with my police report, you know, and uh, so now I, I, I'm an equal opportunity critical theorist. Where is Phil? Okay, Phil probably escaped. So anything? Let me see what else. Yeah, that actually is pretty much it, guys. So, you know, like I said, as as much I hate Donald Trump. But I have said always since the Maladago search, I think the government has a very difficult case, and now I think the government case against him out of this Maladago search is getting even weaker, because I think James Trusty is on the right path to argue that as the supreme leader, supreme commander of the entire executive branch, what Trump is has done. Is not a illegal thing. Period. So, so that in a nutshell is what I want. Oh, by the way, I just want to comment a little bit. I think some of you are probably in that room. On Friday, I was in the room by Downey, where literally tons of people just really, like, uh, I don't know what's the right word, literally uh, insulting each other. And somehow taking great joy and out of that, I mean, I don't. I, everything I do mostly they are they are put out as a podcast. Okay, I don't do rooms that are not going to be published because uh, I don't enjoy those uh, personal assaults. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, personal insults. It's uh, too juvenile for me. So, guys, I mean, I hope when you're in those situation, uh, try to stop. And okay, so because I think calling is a great social podcast platform, not a social uh, insulting platform. All right, so yeah, keep it classy. Yes, to be. I mean, you can disagree with me. You can disagree with anybody, their opinion, their ideas, but don't attack each other. It is absolutely horrible because, uh, like I said uh, on Friday, I told people, I next time I probably. Should turn on a recorder and just record the three-hour nonsense and publish it in China and tell the Chinese people, see how stupid Americans are. That's what they do in their free time, insulting each other. Maybe when I do that, these people will stop treating each other like shit. That's totally uncalled for. Okay, guys. So have a great rest of your. Sunday evening, and、uh, I will see you hopefully on Wednesday. Thank you, guys. Yes, keep it classy. Thank you, Stuti, as always. Thank you, Rudy. Good night, guys.